0: Right, hello and welcome to another Sky edition of the Man On podcast. Um, just Craig from the Man On team here with Benno, um, and we're going to continue our series that we've started already uh, um, from the start of this season. This is about our fifth or sixth pod together now, I think we're up to looking at things that me as a first time Sky player can learn from someone that's been in this position before. So, Benno's in his second season. Um, fair to say at the moment that Benno's experience is telling on me at the minute because he's done a lot better than me in the Sky game. So any advice he's given in the last however many episodes it's been? Obviously, I haven't taken on board enough of them because I'm lagging behind at the minute. Where are you at the minute, mate? You're flying, aren't you? I'm in,
1: I'm in 52nd. So, I'm yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty darn well. Uh, so, yeah, I hope I haven't peaked. But, yeah, I'm, I'm in 52nd.
0: Yeah, I'm lagging back at 2,000 and something, which isn't too bad. I still don't think in the grand scheme of things. But um, it, I think it just feels like a lot of people that are active in the community are all in the top 1K. So it makes me feel like I'm doing quite shit. But I suppose, in, I don't know how many total players there are, but there must be a, a fair few thousand, I would think. So 2,000. I think it's about
1: 400,000, I think. Because I, I remember it, when you add your third team, you get a third team at Christmas, which is bizarre. Because you're not going to do anything with your third team. And think, um, like, when I had a third team last year, it was like at 400,000 odds, you know, like right near the bottom. So I think there's about 400,000 runners in it. Either managers or teams, it might be double that for teams, but I think there's about that many players.
0: Oh, so not if you look at it like that, top weather percentage I am is not bad going, but some ground to make up. Um, 30 transfers left for me in my main team. Um, which, based on the averages that Sky released last week, is above average, but still, I think it's fair to say that the average remaining transfer count seemed quite high. Um, this was, I think, came out on November the 10th, didn't it? So, yeah, like, like last week, and turned out like 25 transfers left for the top 10 managers or something, which was a massive jump. Yeah. from before.
1: Yeah, it was like at 12, uh, 12 um, left for the top 10. And I think it was like, low 20s in the top 100 and they've shot up and they yeah and the consensus seems to be that, that that's right and I think I've had a little think about it to think about why that is and I think I've got a couple of ideas around it.
0: Well, I've got the list up here so top 10 have got 25.1 on average left, top 100 yeah. 26, top 1,000 27.2 and top 5,000 25.4 so some at the top 5,000 and the top 10 have got the same average left so some people have in the top 5,000 clearly have and through transfers and still not doing very well.
1: Well, that's telling, isn't it? The top 1,000 have got more than the top 5,000. So there's been a massive lurch in the in the last in the last couple of weeks. And I think, personally, I think part of that is because the template's doing so well. So all the active managers who are really into, you've talked about a lot of people that, that are doing content, people doing content and managers that are well-known are, are actually doing really well straight away this season. So that makes me think that like how the templates doing really well, and the people that, that had punted early on and you know drilled all the transfers to get in the top hundred with only fifteen left or whatever, have fallen away literally in the last couple of weeks. And I think another reason why that might be happening is because how shit Man United are doing. When you think about like how you know big Man United are and how many fans they've got and how many casuals, it's like a normal FPL. If Man United are doing well. Um, your rank normally suffers because all the casuals tend to do quite well with
0: their, their triple Man United players. I'd really, pardon me, <coughs> excuse me, I hadn't really thought about it in this game but FPL obviously is only limited to three players per club in Scotland. You can have as many as you want. So if at yeah. at least, you're having six or seven Man United players, I did not even thought <laughs> that they're all... Yeah. I, assumed, that. I assumed it was because the single game days hadn't gone very well so people had burnt transfers to get a player in for every game day, but on the whole, those single game days, no one's really. That's like Southampton Villa last Friday was one nil. No one would have had Armstrong, I don't think. There was a Wolves one, wasn't there? Everton Wolves was yeah. the other week where no one, particularly high ownership, did very well in that single game day either. Somebody asked them I know you did okay with Aubameyang, I think, in some. But those two Arsenal single game days fairly recently, but anyone, out yeah. anyone, anyone else might have been struggling there as well. I've got a really bad cough today. <coughs> I have to let you lead this podcast not me because uh... <laughs> well yeah it, it, it is
1: really interesting though I think um, it's a tough school this, this year I think it's quite telling the, the way that they've changed the transfers and I think people have got to really start thinking about what their tactics are going to be now up until overhaul um, I think that people perhaps burning through transfer you're on 30 I'm on 31 so I'm pretty happy with 31 in, in 52nd I think you know, I'm above the average for that, for that rank. Um, but yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to be hitting overhaul with like 14, 15 transfers. So this, this really is the key part now, because I think transfers in hand still trump points on the board clearly, because whoever wins, it's going to need like 3,600 points, which is roughly the amount of points that winners get every, every year. Um, so around that anyway, it could obviously vary, but you know, we're only like a third way through in terms of people on that amount of points in the top 10 um but there will become a tipping point where points on the board will you know will put pressure on people if they're down in rank and you know doesn't matter how many transfers they've got within reason you know if you if you're holding a certain rank with a certain amount of transfers by overhaul you'll probably know whether you're in the running or not and i've got an inclination I, personally i think you probably need a free figure rank with dependent on where you are in that uh, with you know 20 plus transfers, and you probably still got a chance, but anything more than that, you're really going to struggle unless you've got 30 transfers or whatever.
0: I think you noticed it last week. You obviously captain Cancelo, didn't you? When he went mad, um, uh, against Man United, and proper jamming, probably oh, yeah. gained about 20 25 points. On, I don't know the popular captain would have been that day. I'm guessing maybe a Chelsea defender that didn't really do anything.
1: Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Rudiger. I think uh, lots of people would have just gone, yeah, I think Rudiger was the most popular captain amongst. The, the main active players I think James from, from Planet FPL be talking up Rudiger and you know I was looking at Rudiger and yeah I just went Cancel last minute literally about two minutes to go I just thought let's go for it and so I, it's pretty jammy really uh, I bottled but it. That, well, that offset that offsets the mountains decision which will go on because mm-hmm. that that uh, that annoyed me a lot
0: I, I bottled it in my main team I had Cancelo in it but I captained Christensen in that one and I captained Cancelo in my uh... Lesser achieving team and now my two teams are fairly close together again now on the basis of a few other things as well but um many not captaining Cancelo so I guess that fills into that sort of for people who have got 20 say you go into this after overhaul with 20 transfers left you've got an overall rank of a thousand it only takes two captains like that doesn't it and I don't know what the deficit yeah. between one and one thousand after overhaul but if it's only like 100 points or something if you if look at that sort of number, it's not many captains, is it? You'll need to be a bit lucky, obviously, but yeah, it does feel like well, it, it just, just goes
1: just goes to show. Yeah, um, Cancelo got footage. that's a 44 point haul. The mount one was 56 points. If you, you know, if you get two or three of those, and particularly if you're in a position where you, you, you can punt anyway, like a lot of people protecting rank are not going to make decisions like that, are they? So if you're a couple hundred behind, you can afford to, to do that, and if you land one or two of them. You're straight back in the in the race so I think particularly now with the amount of game weeks left and and transfers that you should have left there's there's more than enough chances to punt on on captains you know like I, like I said last time you know there's more than enough risk involved in Saturday captains for instance you don't need to go to Maverick or burn a load of transfers to, to make a to do a punt because let's say salad was playing on a Saturday although it'd be risky to go against him you've got a lot of players in your team playing on Saturday as well that's where you can do something like do something risky, like uh, do a differential captain um, and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your transfers. So I think that's something that, you know, if you're punting or you're trying to make ground, you need to
0: consider as well. Well, this is my main two questions. Now as someone, I'll, I'll call myself I'm chasing a little bit. I'm not in a too bad shape, but I'm chasing a little bit. I think I'm about 70, 80 points behind you and your 50th. So, I'm, I'm yeah. chasing a little bit. So my two big questions are one, as you've just said, risks with captains. We're obviously coming into a, a block of games now where we go mid-weekend, weekend games. So there's a, there's a lot of games quite close together. Is there any mileage would you say in captaining in whatever the first kickoff of the game day is, just to make sure you've got one? What are the risks now in someone captaining players that haven't got that don't end up playing? Obviously Ronaldo being a good example in the next in the next. Yeah. Season.
1: Well. I think we've got a bit of a godsend, haven't we? Next few weeks, we talked about Man City because Man City have got so many early kickoffs that you you can kind of do both there. I mean, Man City can win any game 5-0, can't they? So you've got a perfect opportunity of seeing like Man City lineups and taking a risk on players that are playing. So so for instance, I'm gonna do, a lot of people are gonna probably do a city transfer, or or well, they might not, they might just go cancello and not even bother doing anything else. But for me, I'll probably do a city transfer on the Sunday bringing a midfielder, Foden, Gundogan, whoever's starting, and I'll be taking that risk. And I think, for me, I think I'm going to hold a couple of transfers to ride out these, these five or six early City kickoffs because they could be really lucrative, you know? Um, it's a bit of a weird one with City, because you're not really chasing sky points, really. You're looking at halls a bit like FPL, aren't you? So um, you'll go through the midfielders, you'll see Foden getting two, two, 19, five, and it's it's like that for more, for all the the city midfielders. So it's kind of a bit of a risky ri- risky punt, but I think it's quite a safe punt to make in terms of the fact that they're going to be starting because you're going to see these lineups. So for me, I think that's a really good tactic over this next week. But in in general terms, I think between now and overall, you kind of got to jostle for position because you if you if you go completely wrong, then you're out of the running by the time you get to overall. Even if you've got. 25 transfers. If you're sitting at 7k, you're probably not going to make the make the ground. So there's a kind of a happy medium between you know doing the kind of salad captains when you really, really need to, like you know, if they're home against Norwich or whatever, it'd be madness to go against it. But you've just kind of got to see where those those punts are. And because you get between two and three captains every single week, you know, you only need to do like 20% of your captains, perhaps slightly Maverick, in order for that to you know, be a valid punt towards trying to claw that 70, 80 points back thing.
0: I suppose it doesn't really help now. Liverpool got so many injuries that Salah, not they probably would have rested him anyway, but I think they're obviously less likely to now because Firmino's out. I think Mane might miss one game or so. So I think the the safe captain on Salah, obviously for the next game week against Arsenal, is probably pretty safe again. There's no way he's not playing, don't think, in that game. Um, So... Yeah, maybe that is the way to do it, to go rogue with... It's hard this week because Chelsea are away to Leicester, aren't they, in the early Saturday game? I don't think you really want to catch anyone in that game desperately. It's not its not like a Man City home game, is it, where there's some upside in someone? Um, but, yeah, I'm thinking about it for those those closer games. Where I think the team's got three games in a week or something. There's probably not too many players there that are going to play all those games. So I'm, I'm now debating whether I should prioritise my transfers on, should we call them, safe players? safe players with good upside like yeah, Rafinha's and people like that they'll play every game and they've got chances of returns or do I run the risk with these players that, like a Ronaldo who will miss the odd one you would think um, and then maybe a lot of people will have him and he'll miss the odd one and they'll captain him on the one he misses as well is that the way to make up ground mm. um, so there's that and and the other thing is if I was going to keep, for example, 20 transfers back for after overhaul, I don't know how many game weeks we're going to have left after overhaul. We'll say at 16, 17, something like that. I would think there's there was if there's not a template already, there'll be an even bigger template, at overhaul. Um, yeah. my phone ringing in the background, I'll ignore that, but we'll just carry on talking. <laughs> uh, um, so. Yeah, 16, 17, we'll keep 20, say we'll keep 21 transfers back at Overhaul and that's 16, 17 game weeks. I think a template's going to be fairly formed by then of a steady seven, eight players that everyone will have. Is it even possible to, I know it's possible to use them, but is that the best use of transfers, 21 transfers in 18 weeks when maybe you're only shuffling around three or four positions in that team? It's You're only going to get one or two games out of everyone before you're thinking about moving them on to the player with the next feature. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of of the mindset now, You've already said this is the, the point to be maybe a bit aggressive and th- this is the, the pivotal point of the season. Am I better off taking more hits now when there's a lot of games together? I could maybe get into the top 100, 150. I'll probably only be down to like 15 transfers or something by overhaul. But if I overhaul, I've got the same seven, eight players as everyone else and 15 transfers to shuffle the other positions. Am I going to lose that much on the people who have got 25 transfers left? I'll have the main players covered.
1: Hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think um, there's a couple of ways to play, isn't there? Because a bit like um, like a wild card, for instance, in FPL, you, you set up your wild card and he's supposed to cover you for three or four weeks, isn't it? That's what you hoped that a wild card would do. So at overhaul, you could kind of play like that. I think there's going to be 15 games after overhaul, which I think is a nice amount of games for you to not. Be worried about holding too many transfers, if you know what I mean, because you could set up your you could set up your overhaul with, you know, the plays that you want for the whole fifteen or whatever, and then five players that you're going to move maneuver around with your transfers. But you know, you set it up for that first four weeks. Then you've only got eleven weeks to use, however many transfers that you're going to use to kind of maneuver around to the end of the end of the season. Um, I'm just looking so, yeah, at that's
0: teams that I'll have, for example, Mindy, Rudiger. Cancelo, um, I don't know, Rafinha, um, Gallagher, Antonio. It, it just feels like a core of six or seven players that are going to be really popular in the majority of good teams, like the top 1,000 teams after overhaul. If you're sitting there with 21 transfers for 15 game weeks, but you're not going to move the six or seven sort of safe players you've got, it feels like it might, it might be an effort to use those transfers up. You don't, really want to be yeah, I mean, you don't want to be burning eight transfers in the last four game weeks just because you've kept them. I mean, well,
1: this is it. This is it. I mean, I suppose what you could say is that you you would capitalise on any two for noughts or something like that. You know, you, any of these two for zeros, you can just plough into them if you've got plenty of transfers. But it's not, not necessarily mean you're going to make up the points. Like I say, what's that? So 10, 10 transfers is like 20 sets of points. So, you know, that's quite good, actually. But... Are you really going to be jumping into every single two for naught? Um, it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult. You can't. You can't really be relying on making up two hundred points in the last seven or eight game weeks. It's going to be really, really tough. You're going to have to really land on land on your lap for that to happen. So,
0: especially with the template, I
1: think.
0: Yeah, is it, is yeah it exactly. Well,
1: well, like I said last last season's template was like seven Man City players. So how how can you? how can you manoeuvre past that? Do you know what I mean? If The majority of people have got seven Man City players, Man City are on an absolute tear. How, how are you going to manoeuvre your other players around to try and make those gains? So it's very difficult.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely weighing up whether to be a bit more aggressive now, I run the risk of maybe leaving below-average transfers after overhaul on the hope that I won't need them. Um, and I, obviously a lot of pressure then on getting the overhaul team exactly right. But... yeah. I'm guessing by overhaul we'll know the next sort of eight ten weeks of fixtures beyond that, and if you're saying there's only 15 left anyway. You could probably set yourself up fairly well with, especially with 15 transfers, you'd still be more than enough to get to the end. I think, yeah, I think 15 would be
1: fine. I think, um, you know, you've got you've got to allow for a few injuries. I mean, that could really curtail your season if, you know, something you get, you know, you're like seven weeks out, and you've got like five six transfers, and you start to get injuries, then that that's when you're going to struggle, aren't isn't it? But but having said that, my B team it, it went from 30k to 7k, um, mainly because of that Mount captaincy. So coming back to that uh, that decision about Havertz and Mount, where I put Havertz in my A team, and I got Mount in my B team, um, which was a gutter because you can't you, you've got to let it go. But if I'd had Mount, I would have been second now um, instead of picking Havertz in my A team. Um, but like I've said to you, I've offset that with a bit of the jammy cancel a last-minute decision, so I can't really be loitering on that. But my B team went from 30K to about 7K, and it's got 33 transfers left. Um, and at the time, I think I had 36, and I thought, right, I'm going to set this up as a dead team, so just just to kind of trial out some of the things that we've been talking about. I, I personally think that it's not the optimal way to play, saving up all your transfers. But just, but just in terms of a, of a kind of a, an experiment, I'm going to try and get to overhaul with that team with 30 transfers. And hopefully now with a template that the team I've got, perhaps nudge from 7K to you know, two inside top 2K, that would be great. And then I could really see if if that tactic of ho, you know, hoarding all the transfers is um is a is a tactic that can work. Cause my A team, I'm sensitive trying to front run the whole thing long time. I'm I'm clocking it about a transfer again, just slightly under and that's what I'll be doing now until overhaul as well. I won't be I won't be getting to three games out from overhaul and thinking I'm not spending any transfers because that's exactly what I didn't do in the fir- in the first instance. That's why I got off to a fly because I did use two or three transfers before overhaul when there was only three games because I thought why not? You're going to have an overhaul in, in three weeks yeah. time. So but that's just, you know, i got lucky that maybe I'm just getting lucky this season, but that's kind of the way I wanted to play it with my A team and it's gone
0: quite well so far. My be team's got uh is six K with thirty-four transfers. So we're kind of in the same boat with with, with that position. That and that team's got a made set defense I've got Christiansen, Rudiger, Trent, Cancelo Diaz in that. So that them five have got no yeah, rule. Right. I haven't got Salah in that team either. And it is six K um so it shows how um how this game can be played that without Salah even, I've managed to still be in the top six K. I've not had Salah in that team all season at the minute. And, um... mm. and
1: this is the thing about the second overhaul as well. I mean, let's say there is a big template that forms every season around overhaul. You, you if you are slightly back, perhaps one or two more transfers than the average, you, you can make those slight off-template decisions. Like you say, you could go right. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Trent instead of Salah. And I was gonna back that Trent's gonna get more points than Salah in the last 50, which he probably won't, because Salah's on an absolute tear, but. Do you know what I mean? You, you, can, you can do like those one or two off template little punts. Um, you know, do something like put KDB in. KDB has not gonna not been popular at all this season. And um he probably will remain, you know, quite low, low-owned throughout the whole season. But he's one of those players that, you know, if he goes on a streak in 10 games, he could absolutely tear it up. You could fly up the ranks. So there is there is some, you know, you can you can do that at, at overhaul. You could make those one or two. Slightly off template choices.
0: We've got it coming up. Catch up. Man United, I think. I know you've said a load of people have already got Man United players, but someone like Bruno, Man United have got a decent run of fixtures coming up between sort of now and and the overhaul. I can't see him missing too many games, if I'm being honest. And no, nope. is someone like him someone to risk? Because I'm guessing at the moment, no one in the top one—not say no one, but very few people in the top one player probably got him. And
1: yeah, but it's very low. Yeah, it's very low. I, I can't remember what it is. It's less than less than 10%, I'm pretty darn sure, in the top 1K for, for Bruno. Obviously, a lot more people have got Ronaldo. And I'll be going Ronaldo because I'm thinking I want to protect rank and I also think he'll do quite well against the weaker sides. But yeah, so going Bruno is a, is a good you know example of going against something like that.
0: I think that's what I'm going to try and do. I think I'm. Um, I don't know what the right strategy is. I don't know what you did last year, what I can learn. But if you, I feel like this is the window to attack because it seems like most people you speak to are holding transfers for post overhaul. And in my head, I'm not seeing the logic in doing it because one, I'll be too far behind and two, there won't be enough opportunities. If you said to me now, make a transfer and for a player for a two week window, and then you'll probably move them on again. You'd say that was a wasted transfer, but suddenly it feels like after overhaul, that's kind of allowed. And, but you wouldn't be doing that sort of thing now. And you're going to be, if, you, if you're if you talking a transfers worth, 10, 15 points, ideally, over a season. I don't think you've got to get that if you're picking someone for two games and then moving them on for, for someone else with a good fixture for two games. Um, mm, yeah, exactly. So I think I'm going to... Again, get... it's,
1: all about, it's all about planning. Like, think, thinking about last season, my first season, and I finished about 2000, for, you know, um, it was around about this middle period that I was doing stupid things like doing two or three transfers in a week and, and like... You know, almost rage transferring in someone on a Sunday because my captain didn't do very well on a Saturday. So it's a balance between holding your nerve. I mean, there's so many opportunities to get points in this game that you your your captain can totally uh, flunk it on a Saturday. And then you can do like that, the Mount or the canceler thing on a Sunday. And, and, you know, you've ended up on on top in the week. Like, there's been weeks where I thought I'd not done particularly well, but ended up on like 85 points because my Sunday captain had done quite well. And then you, I've listened to all the content and people are like getting 60, 70 and you're thinking, oh, actually I've had a really good week. There's so many opportunities to maximise those points that I think you've got to hold your nerve. You, you've, you've got, in this game I think you've got a plan to risk, if you know what I mean. You've got, you get all the fixtures in front of you, all, all the TV fixtures laid out in front of you for months in advance. Pl- planning is absolutely key and you can plan in all the punts that you're going to make and you can go, right, around there I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make a wild punt and Captain Gundogan or whatever and it's only you know but around that I'm, I'm going to go salary either side or whatever so you just got a to plan to, to take risks in this game
0: really So on a learning last year you did too much in this block of time before the mm. over, over, overdid the transfers but equally yeah. I'm the mindset that this is a defensive time for a lot of the top managers would you say they, they, their priorities are going to be holding the transfers so there's probably going to be minimal moves should we say from the top 100 would you say between now and overhaul not say there'll be nothing but I think
1: there's like, I mean, we, we don't normally talk about actual players, do we? But um, there's some like key key moments that you know people are thinking of doing, like it's either Spurs into United or you know Man United's fixtures are turning. Ronaldo's on everyone's radar and things like that. So I do think there is like those kind of template moves as well. So it's not just the team; it's the it's the the transfers that people are, are booking in, um. But it really just depends on who you're moving on as well. So, for instance, I'm going Virgil Van Dijk to Ronaldo. Other people have made plans for. It. I think I think in this game, some people often make too many decisions around getting like for like in, in this game, and not manipulating their formation and stuff. I think that happens a lot as well.
0: You know, people yeah, talk about, oh, what midfield?
1: be honest, yeah. Yeah, you can what midfielder am I going to get in for for Athena? Or you know, and I think that. Yeah, you know, people perhaps not wise to be, you know, just manoeuvring that. I'm in a five-three-two at the minute, and I'm going to move a Van Dyke onto onto Ronaldo and things like that. So, I think there's, there's there's a happy medium, isn't there? And I think if you clock in a transfer a week, that that's totally fine. By the time you've got to overhaul, you'd have 17 transfers, 15 weeks to go, and then you've got a chance to completely replenish your whole side. So. I know, I know. There's that propensity to to hold on to transfers, and maybe I'm wrong because you know I, I, this is only my second season, and I'm doing really good. Um, but maybe I'm kidding myself by thinking that that's the the best way to play it, um, which is why in my B team, I am you know looking looking to see what I can do with the other the other the other tactic. But but in my but my kind of heart says that, or my logic says that. Um, you can't allow opportunities to pass you by because you hold hoarding these transfers. And like you say, you don't want to be having six, seven transfers left with two or three weeks to go. That'll be a total waste. You know, you need to, the transfers are about kind of getting these kind of extra fixtures, isn't it? You're only going to get extra fixtures if there's actually fixtures in front of you to, to gain. So those three for ones, four for twos, you need, you need to chain them while you've actually got those runs of fixtures left. So, so, yeah, this, you don't want to be over- overhoarding f- um, transfers.
0: I just know in FPL that I'm always an advocate to, of playing the wild card, especially the second wild card, quite early, because it's a powerful chip, but you want to get like maximum use of it. I don't really see the point of yeah. hanging on to a wild card till, for example, week 35, because it's a double game week in 36. So you want to set your team up for, it, for a double game week, mm. because you potentially carried a fairly average team through 10 weeks just because you didn't want to use your wild card up. And it feels like it could be the same with this, that you're going to hold so many transfers back for the last sort of 10 weeks. But you could get a player in earlier than that that's maybe a better person to to have. Yeah. Trying to get hold of me today. He's house my mobile. (laughs) 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 Yeah,
1: I think there is one small caveat there. In this game, you've only got 11 players. So the, the, the could at any point. Um, I mean, you've talked about yourself this season. How many times have you, have you played a week with eight players, nine players?
0: Oh, too many. I mean, even I
1: have. Even I have, you know, like uh, Christensen not going to the dentist and then Mount went to the dentist the week. I mean, what was going on at Chelsea? What was happening with the teeth? So um, I, I do think there is like a small caveat in that, you know, if you, if you get to the tail end of the season and you're doing quite well, say, for instance, like if I'm still in the top 100, and I get to a point where I have blazed all my transfers, and there's five weeks to go. And then I get like a, someone's out for the rest of the season, and I'm, then I'm definitely left with ten players. So th- there is there is that. I think I think you know a few transfers that you're kind of pocketing for that for that eventuality is probably a, a sensible thing to do as well. Um, but yeah, no, you, you don't. But not hoarding them up because you're thinking oh, I'm going to be able to claw back 150 points in the last three weeks because you're just not going to be able to do that in this game.
0: I think it's what what are you going to regret more? Getting to the last five weeks and having seven, eight transfers left, but your rank's like 400. And it's, as you say, you're too far behind to realistically win. As much as you can get higher than where you are, you're not going to win. Or are you going to regret not going for it now? and maybe being like 10th with five weeks ago, but only having two transfers there. What, what position, you've offered the chance now, what would you rather be, 10th with five weeks ago with two transfers or 400th? With like,
1: I, want to be 10th, I want to be 10th and then I'd be doing crazy stuff like, you know, if I needed to, captaining more Maverick plays that I had in, my, in that team at the time, you know?
0: Which is why I'm feeling like, what are we holding transfers for? Not what are we holding them for, because it is too easy in this game, I think, to burn them and burn through them. But equally, I think it's, a bit easy to go a bit too defensive and hold too many back and I think I've yeah. been like up until now I think it's been two or three times already where I've looked at my team and thought oh, what am I wouldn't mind making that move and I look at it and it's maybe got like a three three week where it appeals and I think oh that's it could work out but let's hold the transfer because yeah it's there's the-
1: a, like I say it's a real fine line there's, there's two things converging here isn't there there's transfers in hand and there's points on the board and at the minute it does make sense to have transfers in hand. If you've only got 10 transfers left and you're sitting in first place, you're not going to win it. It's as simple as that. You something will happen to your team and you, you know you're not going to win it. Um so you, you kind of you, you do need to kind of ride it out and kind of just be you know use them with caution but use them aggressively I think is the is the,
0: the way to do it. Well isn't it because like, if someone was 10,000 now and use a transfer yeah they're probably not going to win it either. They might still have 40 transfers in hand but they're probably not gonna win it from 10,000 with 40 transfers left. They're probably too far behind already as well. Like, not well,
1: not without not without some serious it? planning, you
0: know. Would you think your B team can win it, or do you think it's too far behind? As much as you've got more transfers left, you'd probably argue well, I think too it's, far behind, isn't yeah, it? It's
1: 190 points behind my A team, and it's only it's only got it's only got two transfers more than my A team, but i I do intend to not use any of them. So no, I don't think he's got a chance. I think that you know, by the time my other team have, you know, I've used my transfers wisely, hopefully, and got to the overhaul with like 15 left. I would expect that my A team would be significantly higher than my B team, over 200 points. And if it was over 200 points above my B team, then my B team's got no chance of catching up because 15 transfers isn't going to overhaul 200 odd points. I don't think. You know, it could, but you'd have to just land every single one of them. I reckon.
0: How far are you off the lead at the minute with your 18? Do you know? I
1: it. think it's about fifty. Think about fifty. Think it's about fifty. And I and I and I've you know little, you know I shouldn't really talk about other managers, but I've, I've got an inclination that uh, that they've got low twenties. Um, so who knows? But then again, the person in, who's in a top ten position—I mean, he's put it on on social media anyway, so. He said he's got 32, so I so I think these because Ronarid that we you know who has been on with us before. He, he says he he thought the the Sky transfer um, announcement was wrong that Sky had got it wrong. But based on the fact that and also this um simple goal you know the Dave from yeah, Dave, from chat yeah. manager he's in the top hundred, um so he's told me he's got a certain amount of transfers that's quite high, so. So, so it's actually right. I think the, the, you know the, what's been uh, presented is the top hundred transfers left is actually right. So I think about fifty. I don't know if you can see it, but it's. I don't think it's much.
0: Uh, I can probably work it out. I think. I think this it's is. About 50. I, think, I, I think you've convinced me that I, I need to push now a little bit. Um, I think I need to be more aggressive. than maybe I've, I've got a spreadsheet with with transfer plans on, but I've only planned maybe four before overhaul and expecting to maybe use a couple more if someone gets injured or something like that I was probably expecting to use another six or seven but that would still leave me with like 23 after overhaul which is probably going to be fairly average with most engaged players I would think but Mm. I'm going to be too far behind I think if I do that so I think I'm, I'm tempted now to maybe leave myself 15 to 20 for after the overhaul and try and push to get a little bit closer to to first because I think I do think a lot of people will be more cautious and aggressive in this block of games. We've obviously got the fact that there's so many games close together that more managers may end up with eight or nine men, more managers may Mm. end up with no captain playing um, and things like that. And maybe this is the time, especially if he runs into the overhaul to get more safe players in. I'm not talking about like Ben Mee from Burnley. I'm not going to get him in, even though he's going to play (laughs) every game, but there's still better players. Like Kane's not going to miss a game, is he? I haven't got Kane in my main team at the minute. And, I don't know if I really. I'm on the fence whether I want him or not, but I think it's fair to say that he's got to play every game. Yeah, and I think if you can get yourself eight or nine, like I've got Christians in, in in both my teams. He's as much as he gets a lot of points when he plays for Chelsea. He always seems to be in the in the tears for passing and things, and they keep clean sheets. He's likely to miss half the games, isn't he? Can you be afforded to carry in someone like that now? I, uh, yeah, that makes sense to probably move him up to. To someone else that's more likely to play. Um, it's hard, it's hard now. I so say I've not been through this before, so I don't know if it's worth having surer starters over riskier players with higher upside. I'm, I'm not sure whether it's worth I know we've spoken sort of off camera before about is it worth having multiple Liverpool players if you've never got a captain and even Bar Salah. And there's there's strategies I've got Van Dijk in my team. Do I need to sell him now? He's now to play every game got reasonable yeah. cards of various forms of points, tackles, passes and and scoring. But it's a lot of money for someone that's never really on your radar to captain.
1: No, and that's it. And that's exactly why I'm moving him on. It's just literally, it just feels like a, a wasted space. Like, like I said, I think Virgil van Dijk on the first year or the year before I started playing it, um, I mean, he was the top point scorer. He was absolutely smashing it. But well, Salah looks like he's going to get forty returns this year. I mean, why the hell would you go against? I mean, he's got a baseline of about six or seven points, even if he doesn't do anything. You know, he'll, he'll get an assist and, sh- and get shot tears or something, and you, all of a sudden he's got double figures in, in captaincy. So there's just no chance. I'm not going to ca- if I'm going to captain a Liverpool play, it's going to be Salah every time. Particularly in my in my rank, it'd be pointless to be doing otherwise. It'd be too risky.
0: Well, especially when so, he starts I, getting assists like the one he got against West Ham where he basically helped Trent Alexander oh, that was
1: beautiful that was I
0: loved it yeah. <laughs> moved the ball about two inches like a better angle yeah. for the free kick 11 assist for that um, what other talking points have you really got Ben anything that you want to sort of chat to me about talk to me about that you think is something I might not have considered something that I should have on my mind
1: I mean not, not particularly I mean you've talked about like um I think I think the Christmas period is coming up, and I think you know we we've talked off camera. I've mentioned it now about the situation with Man City. I think if anyone's watching this, you know you it's rare that you get you get the chance to kind of tackle this pep roulette, you know. So, for instance, I'm I'm going to be picking someone on on Sunday that I know is starting. I'm going to see the lineup, and then the next fixture will come along, and they may or may not be in the team. I'll be thinking then I'll probably let it ride. And the third fixture will come along. And if my play still hasn't started again, so if they've started the first one, missed the second 2 I'll probably use a transfer and getting somebody else in. And there's about five or six, I think there's about five or six games in a row where we're going to get to see this the lineup. So you could get really lucky. You know, you could you could do something on, You I mean, you could even go on Sunday and go, right, I'm going to bring two city plays in. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to get two city plays in. And just hope that, you know, you could be so lucrative over that six, those six fixtures that... Um, and perhaps use another fixture, or maybe even two, just to kind of, you know, nurse nurse it while whilst you're getting all these lineups from City. I think it's um, people have got to be looking at that. I mean, I am. I'm. I'd, I'd happily, I'd happily use a few transfers on these six City fixtures, putting in whoever's the false nine or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I, you know, not perhaps not a fixture, not a transfer every fixture. That'd be insane, but. Two or three fixtures over these these six games could be really lucrative, and I think, and, and it is risky because you're not really looking at tiers or safe points. You're looking at you're looking at someone cracking in a twenty points, like Foden scoring two goals and two assists, or you know, Ma- Marez all of a sudden's on the starting lineup, and you go for him. And there'd be such big differentials that you could make some serious serious ground. I reckon. So I, I'm looking at that. Even in, even in my position, I'm thinking that could be really lucrative for for someone. And you've talked about only using four until overhaul and the Christmas period coming up. So n- alongside that, you've got that boon of seeing all the Man City lineups that you can use transfers for. You're gonna burn, you're gonna use a few transfers over Christmas, aren't you? You're gonna you're gonna get to a point where you know Boxing Day or the, the 28th of December fixtures and then all these fixtures coming through. You're gonna have rotation and things like that. So I think you know, you've got three or four booked in which takes you to, what, about 27? You've got to be thinking you might use five or six just over Christmas as well. You you know, you've got to plan to to, to take risks, basically, in this game, is it what I'm telling you. And then for me, I'm showing you that I'm going to go for these, these Man City games for sure. I'm going to try and maximise it.
0: Well, I've already got Cancelo and Gundogan. I brought Gundogan last week for, for Ward-Prowse, because they had the Man United game, and we saw that. He yeah. didn't do a lot. He got no points, but I think there were signs that there's He's kind of back to his old self again. I'm pretty sure I'm going to do Van Dyke to Diaz after this because Van Dyke plays Arsenal on a Saturday. Then we go into Man City on a Sunday. So I think I'm going to get Yeah, Diaz Yeah. And like, they'll give me Diaz, Cancelo, and And as you said, I've got the Sunday this week, we see the team against Everton. Then Sunday, the week after, home to West Ham, we see the team. So two straight home games, we see the team. The week after that is the midweek games. Um... Do we see the team and I'm just checking now. Nah, I nah. think
1: we do because it kicks off 45 minutes after the
0: no after exactly. the 8:15 kickoff. There's a few 7:30 kickoffs on the Wednesday, so we won't see the team for away to Aston Villa on Wednesday. The we day. will,
1: though, won't we? Because the, the the team lineup will come out at 7:15. They'll come out an hour before, don't they?
0: Ah, oh, true. So we will know all of the Wednesday, all of that midweek, yeah. see all the lineups.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, because you get you get them an hour before. So you will be able to. So that's another one. So
0: that's three in a row. Three in a row. Then a week after that, they're in the late kick-off against Watford. We won't see that one. No. A week after that, they are in the lunchtime kick-off with Wolves on a Saturday. So yeah, four of the next five we see the Man City lineups, and I think three home games in amongst all that as well. This is what I'm saying. Get on it. That's, <laughs> is that the place to burn your transfers? I suppose it is, isn't it? If you could, because. If you look at the high upside players, a lot of their players get passing tiers. A lot of their players could score a big haul. I mean, you, you could you could um you could play
1: it fairly safe. I mean, you could you could go like plays like Rodri or or just double up on the, at the back. You'd like to say Diaz and Cancelo and just cap Cancelo because of the upside, but you could also do what I'm planning on doing, which is go, right, I'm gonna go Foden or something and and then I've got the choice of capping him or, or um, him or Cancelo, or you know, yeah. I mean that that might bite me in mind isn't it? I might be I might be too tempted to go for the attacking play that I brought in every time over Cancelo. But I just think I just think there's an opportunity there, and it's rare that you're going to be able to tackle Roulette, Is it? So surely, surely there's got to be some kind of gain to be made during those those that run of fixtures.
0: And as I say, you're getting a guaranteed player, aren't you? Where other people might risk capturing someone in a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. That we exactly, yeah, it times already that you, you expect someone to play. And then we, I think, we saw with Diaz one week where everyone thought he'd be playing and he wasn't in, the, in a three o'clock kickoff. And there is something in that, that at this point of the year, especially in this heavy fixture run where there's going to be more rotation than normal. And that's obviously a problem in this game. Um, well, oh, plenty for me to think about. My spreadsheet needs uh, another tab on it, I think, to uh, <laughs> to work out what I'm going to do. I think that was say they've been quite long winded, but they were the two things I was mainly wanting to ask about how many transfers to hold and how aggressive to be now um, and strategy sort of post overhaul. So I think we've kind of, in more depth than I imagine we would, gone into that. Um, anything else in the sort of coming weeks to think about? Or just literally. I mean, not-
1: I mean, not really. I mean, on a personal note, I'm slightly worried because my my plan involves having Son over Kane, and Kane's just banged in seven goals in two games, albeit against Postman and bricklayers. Um, but it's I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried that I need to have him at my rank at 52, um, but he's not part of my plan at the minute. So I need to have a
0: little think about that. I haven't got him either at the minute. I've got Son in my mm. team. I've had him for like two weeks as a different. When everyone was going Kane, yeah. so I thought oh, I'll get Son instead and try and be. The... Well, you you, t-
1: you tell me then. What what do you think is going to happen under Conte now with with Son and Kane? Do you think? Do you think it's dependent on what formation he plays? Because I hear someone saying that they might play three five two, and in which case I'll be more inclined to not worry too much about holding Son instead of Kane. What do you reckon is going to
0: happen? I think they will play free. That's the mid to long term plan. But priority yeah. number one is to short the defence up and stop conceding so many goals. And I think invariably that will be for now a 3 4 2 one rather than a 3 5 2. So I think some yeah. will play off the left for now. Um, I don't like him as an asset, unless he's going to start getting tackling tiers and stuff because he's playing a slightly more defensive role. I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think I've seen Rafinha get like three tackles like every game lately. You don't yeah. pick him tackling, do you? But he ends up. Pick up your like <laughs> tier and stuff. I think Rafinha. but it's the same with Kane. If he is he going to shoot enough? Are they going to get him enough of the ball? Are they going to get enough support up to him? Because I, I know you pick strikers that are going to score the most goals, but we have seen with Salah. There's those other ways people get points playing up front. It's not just the goals, is it? Mm. And Kane, I don't think <laughs> really touches the ball any other time, so he's not going to get any. He's not going to tackle anyone. Not going to pass to anyone. He's all exit. He's going I to just, get, to to yeah. get to like sixteen, isn't he? Yeah, like-
1: I mean I said I, I said like way a lot earlier on in the season, he'll find his way to 20 goals somehow, won't he? He's not gonna he's not gonna finish the season with eight or nine goals. And so it's just a matter of time. He, he he's too good to not to not, you know, bang in 15 to 20 goals. I mean, even if he gets like, you know, a big chunk of those against the shit teams and he, you know, scores a hat-trick here and there, but that's the whole point, isn't it? I'm I'm worried about not having him in my side. Um because I'm worried, because it doesn't fit in with my plan. But I, I really need to have a long,
0: and hard think about it. Would you captain him Sunday over Cancelo? No. Is the only two, the, the, the
1: two cap, the two captain days for, for for Spurs in my mind are Brentford at home and is it Norwich at home? Because the the other the other games that they have, even though they're pretty good, you, you can you can cap all the players. So my thinking is, if I had son, I'd cap son in those two games, and if Kane. Went off. I'd need some to do something to kind of keep me, you know, abreast, of, you know, keep me close to what's happened around my rank. If lots of players have capped Kane, I'm going to need some to have done something as well. So that, that, that's the worry about not having Kane.
0: This is it's only those two games. A bit more of an FPL perspective rather than a Sky one, but a lot of people seem to think that there's not going to be much in it FPL wise between, say, uh, Kane and Son. Obviously, that might be taken into account that Son gets an extra point for scoring at FPL and things. <laughs> And a point for a clean sheet, which I think there'll be more of them coming. Um, and th- there's an interesting thread from one of the uh, um, above-the-average pod guys. Um, I think it was CYR well, Baker. I'm not sure which one put the put the thread out. But it was talking about um, certain types of teams that Conte played against in Syria, And he wasn't expecting loads against Leeds because Conte will be concerned about the press and the counter-attack will set up accordingly. But he seemed to think that the goals would be more likely to come in the games you've just mentioned. So maybe I'm not against selling Salah in this game. And I said, in FPL, you wouldn't dream of it. But in this game, there's a run coming up, actually, with Liverpool. I haven't uh, haven't got it off the top of my head, but I think they only play twice when there's a few other teams that play like four times. And I know a lot of people will just probably hold Salah through that and not use a transfer because you probably want him back after. But maybe if I can get Salah to Kane in amongst all that lot, uh, in theory, I could do it this mm. week. I could play Salah Saturday and go to Kane on Sunday. I'm not, I, I need I... to have a look. I need to have a look. I mean, I mean, I've got Virgil Van Dijk.
1: I've just been talking. I've just been talking. About how I'm going to sack him off. but um, yeah, it's something I need to have a look at because I am, I am genuinely worried that if I don't have Kane, that could that could curtail my where I am at the minute, my good start. So you'll have to show me that.
0: The thread. Um... So I think, yeah, Salah next next week, Salah's got the Saturday game with Southampton, then Kane's got Burnley on the Sunday, and then obviously Kane then does have the um the two games you mentioned to follow. Who I forgot who they the Brentford and someone else. Salah's got Everton away in amongst that, and um Wolves away. There, there might be a there was it was something involved in Liverpool where they had um, it was quite a big chunk of games where they didn't play. So maybe maybe that's too daft and too uh, rogue to go off Salah but
1: <laughs> I need to have a little bit mate again it's another thing about planning as well you, you've got you've got to back yourself like I, th- this season I've backed myself with my plans things like Aubameyang pre-overhaul um, sorry as part of my overall team um, and that paid off maybe I should just back myself as I've done all season but
0: you're doing uh, something right so you regret it if you... I think you get more... I tend to get more frustrated if I have a plan, change my mind, than the initial plan comes in. I, I did it earlier in the year with... Jimenez was meant to be coming in for me in my team for someone. I can't think of who it was. And I had enough money to get Kane instead. And yeah, I ended up going to Kane instead because it seemed like a more sensible captain on a Sunday for one week to go Kane instead of Jimenez. But I would have got a lot more points out of Jimenez than I have out of Kane since I've owned him. <laughs> that's in my that's in my first team to be fair not my uh, sorry my second team not my first team but I I think you do have to make a decision make your spreadsheet make your decision and back yourself and there will be times where you get last minute decision um, decisions that change your mind like say it worked out for you this week with the captain but I think changing your captain on a whim at the last minute is one thing but upsetting your whole spreadsheet of transfers on a whim is is probably something else true true Cool. Thank you, mate. Um, we might pod again. I'm sure we'll get at least one more in before the international, um, international break before uh, the overhaul. Um, see where we are by then. Hopefully, you're still in the uh, yeah. top 50. Hopefully, I'm in the top 1,000 by then. If not, we won't do the pod. If I'm not in the pod. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I'll be like, yeah, I'm not doing
0: it. Nice one. Cheers, mate. All right. See you in a bit, buddy. Late, mate. mate, mate.